0: Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire. In the next few weeks, Robert Bucciolato and I are going to have a series of podcasts that look at the Civil War in Florida, or the War Between the States, as some people prefer to call it. Let me preface these podcasts by mentioning that I grew up in a Florida that had a very different attitude toward this conflict than we currently have. So the Florida I grew up in had a lot of sympathy for the South, uh, a lot of pride in the fact that Tallahassee was the one capital city uh, in the Confederacy captured by the South, and uh, a state where uh, there was a lot of reverence for the for the lost cause, if you will, of the Confederacy and, and the uh, Confederacy itself. And that was not just among what you would consider political conservatives or uh, white supremacists and the sort of people that may be championed that lost cause today. there were even very prominent liberal Democrats in this state who had a reverence for the Confederacy, had a reverence for the Southern cause during the Civil War. Very different times. So I, I want to point out at the outset of this that this is being recorded in 2021. I am aware that cultural norms and attitudes towards this conflict have changed uh, radically during my lifetime. However, at the same time, I've learned a lot about this conflict through the course of the last 30 years, much of it through the eyes of people who were sympathetic to the South. So uh, that's. I, I hope that doesn't color or influence my view in any way. I am a person of color. I am a person that, uh, if I had been around then, given my my current political ideology, probably would have been a so-called radical Republican which were, uh, actually the Republicans were the anti-slavery party. I I know might confuse some newer listeners. uh, uh, As to uh, the political affiliations, the Democrats were the party of the South. They were the party of slave labor in the South. Most didn't. Most were what we called war Democrats or loyal Democrats, but they did have a very different attitude towards emancipation and uh, black suffrage than most Republicans did. So Uh, I would have been a radical Republican in that era. At the same time, my upbringing as a Floridian in the era I grew up uh, gives me a lot of insight into what uh, the Southern cause was, the so-called cause. Let's talk a little bit today about railroads. The Florida Railroad was the first railroad to connect the east coast of Florida and the west coast of Florida, it ran from Fernandina Beach on Amelia Island at the uh, mouth of the St. Mary's River, which was the boundary between Florida and Georgia, to uh, Cedar Key. Important in the creation of this railroad was David Levy Yulee, who the town of Yulee in Nassau County, which is not far from Fernandina, is named for, as well as the um, uh, the, the the Levy County. And Yulee was. A uh, very very significant person in the early statehood days of Florida. He was um, of Sephardic Jewish ancestry, uh, and he was a um, Florida's first U.S. senator after statehood, or one of the first uh, the two U.S. senators from 1845 to 1851, and again from 1855 to 1861. Uh, He served alongside a, a, a. Stephen Mallory and uh, uh, Jackson Morton, among others, uh, in in the U.S. Senate. Stephen Mallory would go on to serve in the Confederate cab- cabinet and he was a really important figure also in uh, the early statehood days and, and uh, the the Confederate days of Florida. Yule founded the Florida Railroad, and he uh, was the driving force behind this uh, this project. So for a long time, there had been a uh, an effort, a thought that maybe uh, there needed to be some sort of transportation mode across the Florida Peninsula. Now we know years later, the Cross Florida Barge Canal, something we will talk about on this podcast, and we've talked about a lot on the floridasqueeze.com website, uh, would come into being. But Florida became part of the United States in 1821. It's still a territory of the United States in 1842 when the United States Congress commissioned a survey of a route for a railroad between the St. Mary's River and Cedar Key. In, in 1853, the Florida legislature just went ahead and chartered this railroad to build a five-foot uh, gauge uh, line from Fernandina to Tampa, or Fort Brook, Tampa, with a branch to Cedar Key. The chief uh, stockholder was uh, uh, Senator Yuley, who, uh, of course, uh, uh, now the county that uh, Cedar Key is in is named after him, Levy County. Um, He decided to complete the line to Cedar Key and uh, decided that there would be a uh, the connection to Tampa would be left for later. So uh, the first portion of that railroad opened in 1858 from Fernandina Beach to Stark. but economic conditions nationally, the Panic of 1857, had basically bankrupted the railroad already. Railroad was completed in 1859 to Gainesville, to Cedar Key uh, in 1861. When Florida seceded from the Union, yulee was worried that the railroad would end up being a strategic target for the Union Army. He wrote a letter to uh, the construction crews uh, led by Joseph Finnegan, where he wrote The immediate important thing to be done is the occupation of the forts and arsenals in Florida. The letter was found and implicated Yulee of uh, being a secessionist or treason, I guess, against uh, the government of the U.S., but Florida had already seceded from the Union. Yulee uh, was already um had already left the u.s senate he did not serve in the confederate governor government by the way but would be um would be jailed after the uh after the war for uh, a brief period there is total a total of one officer and about 35 confederate soldiers according to the sources defending uh, cedar key so the commander uh brigadier general james trappier of the confederate uh, uh, Army. Order the remainder of the force uh, to go to the other side of the uh, uh, of the state and protect Fernandina, which of course was a, a very important point in Union. Uh, Commanding General Winfield Scott. uh, Winfield Scott was out of uh, that command by this point. But before the war, as the war was beginning, uh, Scott had a uh, an idea for a blockade. uh, Scott's Great Snake, the Anaconda Plan. That Fernandina was very strategic in that. So uh, go to Fernandina and try and uh, um, and try and uh, protect the railroad there. Back at Cedar Key, the crew from the Hatteras, USS Hatteras, uh, burned the railroad depot and seven freight cars. They pulled down all the telegraph wires, uh, which is something you often see happen in Western movies, right? That's a common thing. Um, Yuli sent a train to evacuate the women and children. uh, And he sent his family to Homosassa Springs, where where he was living at the time where his plantation was, uh, fearing Fernandina would be next. Fernandina Beach had actually been, or Fernandina had been visited by General Lee, uh, the commanding general, or he wasn't yet the commanding general of of, of the Confederate Army, but of course he would be and be the most famous uh, southern general in this army. Um, He went to to, to check out the defenses around Fernandina, because again, as I mentioned, Winfield Scott, uh, who was also from Virginia, by the way, there's this uh, defense of Robert Ely. I I said I was going to try and be, uh, I was going to be very neutral, but I am, as I said, uh, my my sympathies would have been with the Union. There's been this 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 modern defense of Robert Ely that uh, the reason he fought for the South is that he was a Virginian. Well, there were many Virginians who fought for the North, and as I mentioned, Winfield Scott, a natural born Virginian, uh, who had been. Um, old fuss and feathers, right, had been in multiple wars, the the, the war uh, against uh, Britain in the 1812 to 1814 war against uh, Britain, War of 1812 as we call it, Mexican-American War. Uh, he had been in various uh, wars against uh, 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 Native Americans. So he um, he was a Virginian, and he, he, he had no uh, uh, hesitation to serve for the Union. There were also other uh, Virginian generals, uh, and, and uh, Virginian officers in the Union military. So the defensively that he fought uh, for Virginia because of his sympathy with his state, to me, may not wash. Uh, that's, that's just my opinion. But anyway, um, Union troops... Uh, uh, Eventually advanced on Fernandina, as I mentioned, Lee, Lee checked out the defenses in November of 1861. Was not impressed, uh, and he was right. He was right to be uh, concerned because Union troops advanced. Uh, Trappier, who we uh, um, who we mentioned earlier, had by this time um, was in Fernandina. He had 1,500 troops, but they um, they were no match for uh, the Union troops, and they. Uh, they they retreated and uh, got on the train and escaped into the uh, I- into the uh, hinterland of Florida, if you will, uh, along the railroad line. So the railroad line effectively ran, uh, if you think of today, it ran ran from uh, Fernandina to you, what's now named Yulee, right? The the name for Yulee, uh, Callahan. this is all Nassau County, would run then through into, uh, Duval County, Baldwin, and we know that that's still a big railhead there, Baldwin, Stark, Gainesville, down to Cedar Key, that's the way this railroad ran, so, and there was also a railroad that was the, uh, Florida Atlantic and Gulf Central Railroad that connected, uh, Jacksonville with Tallahassee and, and, uh, Uh, went from Tallahassee to Quincy didn't go any further west than that Uh, that was the other uh, major railroad in the state so where do these two railroads meet they meet in Baldwin as they still do today which uh, Baldwin's an interesting uh, place US 301 runs right through there they just built a bypass road the state of Florida did Uh, accelerated the construction of that during uh, uh, COVID lockdowns. And uh, uh, the railhead is there, right? That's where the two main rail lines meet, uh, still in the the state. Uh, And you have uh, a U.S. 301 meeting Interstate 10 and U.S. 90 involvement. So it's a a tiny place uh, in Duval County, but it is an important place. The Confederate Army kept control of this part of um, the state, and they were able to to, to ship supplies up from places like Gainesville and Stark through to Baldwin and get it on the other rail line. Uh, Obviously, Fernandina was under Union control at this point, Cedar Key, so both railheads are under Union control on the Florida Railroad, but the center of it is still under Confederate control, and the East-West Railway from Jacksonville to Tallahassee is controlled by the Confederacy still. So Baldwin became an important place and this is where um, you had uh, a lot of the Confederate uh, food, the breadbasket of the Confederacy was Florida, uh, go through on these rail lines. Yule. Um, uh, had set up shop in Gainesville. His office was in Fernandina. I should have mentioned that his family and he lived in uh, uh, he, on the plantation in Homosassa. But he actually, his office for the railroad, uh, after he left the U.S. Senate, was in Fernandina. He moves it to Gainesville, and he was uh, um, he was very annoyed by the capitulation of General Trapier and the uh, uh, and, and the uh, Confederate Army. Now, Uli at this point refuses to connect the railroad from Baldwin North into Georgia, which was a mistake. So it became kind of difficult for a mistake for the Confederacy and for Florida, uh, which was part of the Confederacy. So it became very difficult for them to get um, uh, supplies up to um, to Georgia directly by rail. Eventually a line was built uh, from uh, um Lawrenceton, Georgia, Georgia, to Live Oak, so the thing, so the supplies would come up the Florida Railroad to Baldwin, go east, uh, or sorry, go west uh, towards Tallahassee on that rail line, and at Live Oak they could go north to Georgia. But that didn't open until early 1865, which made it very difficult uh, for the Confederacy. They were already collapsing at that point. Interestingly enough, Florida's lack of railroad infrastructure really inhibited the Confederacy. Uh, in the war, and the Union's ability to capture both the railheads while there was a blockade. Because the other thing is, if you got uh, supplies to Fernandina or to Cedar Key, the Confederacy had these blockade runners that could have run the blockade, the Union blockade. We talked about Winfield Scott setting that up. And it was really spotty around the Cedar Key area. That might have been more, more uh, of a chance for the, Union, uh, for the Confederacy to, to, to have blockade runners block the blockade and maybe bring, try, when they still controlled the Mississippi early in the war, things through New Orleans, up the Mississippi. Um, as it turns out, Cedar Key fell and Fernandina fell. Not, Fernandina didn't not only fall... Uh, to Union troops, but it was effectively controlled by the Union from that point on in the war. So Florida's railroads uh, were potentially strategic for the Confederacy, but off both railheads and the Confederacy did not build a rail line into Georgia quickly enough. And and just to finish the story about Yuli the governor, uh, Milton, who... Uh, uh, had asked Yulee to extend his rail line, build build a spur from Baldwin up into Georgia. And those of you who know the geography of that part of the state realized it's not very far, uh, and he had refused to do it. So then that's why it took a couple more years to build this rail line from Live Oak into Georgia. And by that time, the Confederacy was on its last legs. Uh, thank you once again for listening to this edition of Florida History Podcast. We'll be back with you next week.